like, with like your an hair axe. Stick out, sticking out of your hat like that. That's pretty funny looking. Well, now I'm self-conscious. <laughs> Wait, go look in the mirror. You look like a freaking rhino. Unicorn Mitch. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Team Raw Podcast, where we do our three favorite things, talk a little bit of booze, a little bit of beer, and a whole lot of basketball Ian the Tall Guy with you again for another episode. I think this is episode 37, wow. which is exciting. They've let us do 37 of these? 37 no one, of them. I can't believe no one's kicked us off the air yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to be seeing a new side of Ian the Tall Guy today. Uh, we're going to nerd out today. We're going to go full on nerdies. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm definitely like a secret nerd. I love all of the nerdy stuff. But if you didn't see earlier this week, they had a Marvel-themed broadcast for one of the NBA games. Yeah, and as the big Marvel fans that we are, diehard Marvel folk, I don't know what the term for it is, uh, but we're, we're big Marvel people, watch every movie, every you know spinoff series, all of it. We are going to kind of talk NBA and Marvel today. Absolutely. And we're kind of like two different types of Marvel fans. Like I've been watching since like they like started coming out the movies a long time ago and you like binge watched all of them during COVID. Yeah. Uh, this was, this was a, a, uh, adventure that started, gosh, I think last May, I think. So it's been a, about a year yeah. when I started my first one and I watched them all in the like time order. So I watched all the movies in like the chron, not the order that they came out, but like the storyline chronological order. Yeah. And I ranked them all. I have like this whole like thing in my notes section of my phone where I gave them each a ranking. I loved all, I, I have all the characters. Like I fell in love, watched all, I think there was like 27 movies. I forget 20, what it is. It's five, like 27 that, yeah. movies. Watched them all and then started watching, you know, Mar- uh, WandaVision and stuff on Disney Plus. Just finished Captain and the uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Just great content. Oh, yeah. The, I mean, Marvel's. It's amazing that you can create so much content that ties together and it's like all throughout movies and TV shows and it's amazing. But if you guys didn't catch it, it was the Warriors Pelicans game and they had the normal broadcast going on ESPN. But then they did this. It was like a crossover because if you didn't know, Disney owns ESPN and they own Marvel. So it was like they, you know, a big publicity stunt pretty much. Yeah. If you, if you didn't see the, if you didn't watch the game earlier this week, it was very similar to the NFL playoff game where they did like the Nickelodeon episode. Um, I think it was like the Saints and the Rams. I think it was a playoff game. Yeah. It was a playoff game. Yeah. But yeah, it was like a, it was kind of very, very similar to that. Yes. And so it was, it was a little hokey. A little corny. A little corny. I loved every second of it. <laughs> I totally agree. I mean, it, I mean, from a purely broadcast perspective, I can't imagine how much more difficult it is to put all of those animations and all of those graphics in all the time. Like they had the shot tracer whenever they shot the ball. Every time they made a basket, like they did like the little explosion of the logo of whatever player. Like every player was like representing a different uh, person. Every so like, ca- different Marvel character. character. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so they almost had like a draft at the beginning where the Marvel characters picked players that were in the game. So like, for example, uh, Captain Marvel ended up picking Steph Curry with like the first pick. And good so, pick. And, and so <laughs> he was representing Captain Marvel. I think um, there was a Hulk. I think that was Zion was the Hulk or someone was a Hulk. Black Panther, I think, was Andrew Wiggins. There's yes. a lot of different. Uh, you know, I think there were like six different players that were 
playing four Marvel characters. Yeah, exactly. And then they did this fun like point system where it was it was like if you get a point for every point rebound or assist you get, you lose a point for every missed field goal or missed free throw, uh, and you get like an extra ten points if your team wins. And if you got the most points, like at, like the individual player got the most points, they're going to get a cameo in a Marvel movie. That's just crazy. Isn't that kind of fun? That's just crazy talk. I have no idea if they're ever going to do this again, but it was a fun, like, one-off thing. I don't think I'd sit there and watch every single basketball game like that, but it's very fun to toss in there every once in a while. Yeah, so in the spirit of Marvel and the NBA cross-platforming, doing whatever it is they do, we came up with our list of what NBA player would be what Marvel character in the movie. So, like, what NBA player and what Marvel character, if they were to, like, combine, be, like, you know, what player is what what superhero? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so we've got a, we've got a decent list here. We've got to get into it. But Mitch, but before we do, before we do, let's talk about what we're drinking today. Today we are drinking the local Blackland Bourbon Whiskey, and it's pretty much a brand new distillery. They just came out in 2019, and it's right here in our backyard here in Fort Worth. And because they are so new, they only have a couple of different like alcohols that they make. They have a gin, a vodka, this bourbon whiskey that we're drinking and a rye whiskey. But it's kind of interesting. The guy who is the founder, his name is Marcus Keprios. Sorry if I butcher your name. The guy is a lawyer. He is also a trained chef. He uh, went to uh, culinary school, the Fort Worth Culinary School. And he's also a trained sommelier. And then he partnered with a guy who was like a 20-year whiskey maker in Washington, and then they together created this Blackland Distillery. And they're like, interesting thing that like they're trying to go for is everything is run by new tech. It's all computer science-based whiskey, as opposed to like kind of like most whiskeys, like kind of like a lot of trial and error, a lot of feel it out. That's like they have their formula and they stick to their formula, and everything is like gone through the computer sort of thing. So it's like wireless. You know, Wi-Fi bourbon, robot bourbon, (laughs) (laughs) Wi-Fi bourbon. Uh, But yeah, it's fun. You know, right here in our backyard, it is one that we just found here at the local liquor store. I'm sure you're not going to find it if you're in Portland or California, but um, so far, so good. Yeah. And uh, super fun to support, you know, local, uh, you know, distilleries out here in our local area. Um, Super fun to try new ones. Um, The fact that it was made in 2019 is and it's still going is kind of a testament just mm-hmm. because like they started staying alive COVID, COVID and they're they're still kicking and, and putting stuff out which is you know hats off to them um let's let's get into this list though because we have a, we have a lot we got a to lot get of these guys today. all right so we're gonna start off with the original avengers so we'll we'll go the through phase the, one the phase one avenger we kind of broke it up into phases um so we'll do the phase one avengers and then we'll take a break revisit the bourbon and then go into our phase two avengers let's do it so the first one i have a uh, captain america the original Captain America. Um, OG Cap. The Cap. The that OG we all, Avenger. Yes, the OG Avenger. The first, the first Avenger. Avenger. <laughs> um, he is going to be represented on our list by Chris Paul, CP3. Oh, I totally get that. Chris Paul is like, he, he's been the consummate pro his entire career. Every team that you're on, if you have Captain America, if you have Chris Paul on your team, you're going to be at least good. You're at least going to be good. All the way back to like when he was young and with the Hornets, they had like a 53-win season. Like Chris Paul has been amazing forever. It's kind of just like what Captain America was. Yeah, it's kind of a meme right now where uh, 
they put up they're putting out on social media and it's like the team before Chris Paul and then the team after Chris Paul and there's a bunch of like funny pictures of stuff like yeah. <laughs> that are going on and then there's a bunch of like they they show like the win loss total of like the team before Chris Paul got there and then afterwards and each time it's a massive like a big noticeable jump. Yeah. I mean uh hopefully the Avengers don't fall off as much without their Captain America, but they do have a new Captain America. We'll get into that later, but Chris Paul, he I mean he's he's older, he's been around for a long time. It feels like he's been a star in this league forever, pretty much since day 1. And to me, it makes a bunch of sense that he he's also one of the best leaders in the NBA, which is really what Captain America was. He's like the leader of the team. And Chris Paul is the president of the Players Association. Yeah, so he is Captain America, the big leader of the Avengers. Chris Paul, I mean, the leader of the Players Association. So he is, on paper, the leader is, of the yeah. players. <laughs> but, but aside of that, every team he goes on, he is the walks in the door and is the leader and is you know the consummate pro always helping his teammates no, he's never really like bashed anybody in the nba so i mean besides i've heard referees. he's kind of i've heard he can be kind of a dick every once in a while but yes he has always been a great leader well captain america can be a dick every once in a while too you never it's know true. it's true it's true there's that whole movie where he like ran away and like was like an enemy of the government <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one. Uh, we have Iron Man coming up next. Iron, Iron Man. Man Who's our Iron Man? Uh, Russell Westbrook comes oh, in as our yeah. Iron Man. That makes a ton of sense. I mean, Russell Westbrook, he's like, just like Iron Man has all the tools, Westbrook just kind of has all the tools. In his old age, he can't shoot as well, but he uh, he is all he, he doesn't miss hardly any games, especially for the veracity that he plays with and the intenseness that he plays with. You'd think that he'd be injured a lot more, but no, he is out there and he's working his ass off every single night, just like Iron Man. Yeah, uh, Iron Man is kind of like the the gadget. He can kind of do anything. He can, you know, his suit is able to allow him to fly, to shoot, to you know, fight to punch, to get punched. Like he can do a billion different things. And Russell Westbrook is the walking triple double. Mm-hmm. He can, he can, he's a stat stuffer. You Officially know, both, four yeah. full seasons of averaging a triple double. He could average 0.0 assists and, or get 0.0 assists and zero rebounds every game for the rest of the season. He'd still average a triple double. That's wild. Yeah. He's already locked it up with like 10 games left. That is wild. <laughs> but yeah, Russell Westbrook, he also is another guy where he's been a leader. He's always been a leader and he's the type of leader where he's very, very intense. Like you got like you just gotta follow his energy on the court. And that's what Iron Man always is. Like he's always like he might be out there cracking jokes, but you gotta follow Iron Man's energy. Yeah, well and especially when Iron Man goes into like or Tony Stark I guess goes into like those like building frenzies or like when he just like you know, the light bulb goes off and all of a sudden he's doing a million things at once and he's you know, creating uh like an end game when he like figures out how to like go back in time and it's like I did it. Yeah. Like it, 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 and then this energy just happened. He shows up and saves the day. Like that's, that's like the same type of energy that Russell Westbrook has where he's just like super intense, super crazy. And then generally it leads to his team winning. Yeah. And I'm willing to bet that Russell Westbrook is the kind of guy to like lay, like lay down and like let, like lay his life down for his teammates sort of thing. Like he's your, like he's a ride or die kind of dude. I mean, yeah, he stuck with the Oklahoma city thunder until they traded him. Keep yeah. that in mind. Also, I hope we're not spoiling anything for anyone out oh, there. Oh, full, <laughs> full disclosure. We're, the movie's been out for a while, yeah. people. <laughs> the statute we, of limitation is, is over. Is over. <laughs> so we are going to be in spoilers for this. All right. Next, we have um, Hulk. The Hulk. This one should be obvious. There's really only one guy that comes to mind when it comes to modern day Hulk, and that is Zion Williamson. But we're not talking like, you know, 
end of Endgame Hulk where Not it's like Professor, Professor Hulk. Hulk where he's like, you know, can can contain himself. But we're talking unhinged, raw, just powerful Hulk. Yeah. Zion still has a lot to his game that he's got to work on. If he wants to go and be like the superstar of the league, there's a lot of things he's going to have to refine. But right now, he is just the thickest, strongest, most athletic ball of muscle out there and is pushing everyone around. It doesn't matter if you're a guard. It doesn't matter if you're a gigantic center. He's still going to move you out of the way and he's going to be dunking on you all night. That's what Hulk, that's what the Hulk was. Yeah, it, keep in mind, old, raw, unhinged Hulk was still a badass. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Just because he didn't wear glasses and a shirt doesn't mean he didn't kick ass. He honestly might have kicked ass more. <laughs> he just didn't it just didn't matter if you were on his team or not exactly Zion's he's a bowling, bowling he's bowling he's a, you over he's a bowling ball in there Zion will run whoever over on the way to the hoop <laughs> yeah Zion is absolutely the Hulk I mean think about this kid he's just a kid right now and he is already like kind of the physical specimen when it comes to pure strength and athleticism in the NBA right now yeah he is the definition of just raw unhinged strength yeah he just moves people out of the way that man moves mountains he runs through he big is a brick buildings. he is a mountain so that totally makes sense zion zion is the hulk of the nba zion is the hulk all right moving on to the next one we have a uh, hawkeye so with his bow and arrow sniper mitch i'll let you announce this one hawkeye man dropping it from deep just like my boy dame <laughs> <laughs> not a lot i mean it's pretty straightforward here hawkeye is He's, you know what? He's the guy that everyone underappreciates. I'm going to go deep on this one. <laughs> he also murders a bunch of people. He also, he'll, yeah, he'll murder you. <laughs> he will absolutely take care of business when it matters. But yeah, dude, because Hawk is the, you mean, the, the sniper, he, the precision shooter. That is my boy Dame. Like, he, like nobody shoots it from deep like Dame does. Steph does all of his crazy like shooting, but nobody shoots it like from the half court line like Dame does. Yeah. I mean, Dame is a sniper. And Hawkeye is a sniper. And both are just straight up assassins and will just ruin you on any given day. And those, they both, you know, match that criteria. Also, Hawkeye is like one of the more like low-key humble dudes in the entire thing. Like I remember one of my favorite scenes in all of Marvel is where he's like trying to get like uh, uh, Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch at the time in Age of Ultron to like get her motivated to start fighting again. He's like, he's like, Nothing makes sense out here. We're fighting a gang of flying robots, and I have a bow and arrow. <laughs> Nothing makes sense right now. <laughs> Hawkeye, I think, is he's one of the more lovable guys, even though his powers are not the same as everyone else's. Yeah, he's he's definitely one of those like low key characters where like the you know random like list like if you were to randomly list you know off the top of your head, he might not make the list or come up. But then you like watch the movies, like oh yeah. He's there, and oh, yeah, he's a badass. He's, like, involved a lot, and he yeah. is a badass. Like, it's hard to fight robots with a bow and arrow, and, and he, he, he makes it happen. He does it. He <laughs> fights aliens, robots, all with just a bow and arrow. Uh, yeah, got to love those guys. All right, uh, moving on to our next, uh, we've got to, we're going to do a little bit of a uh, a different take here. We're going we're gonna to go opposite of a player here. We're not going to do a player here. We're going to do a coach. Oh. And that right. is because we're talking about one Nick Fury. The who organizer. Is, who is the coach of the Avengers. He is the coach And there's of the one coach in the NBA that is good enough to coach the Avengers. And that is one Greg Popovich. Absolutely. You know why? Because he does it now every couple of years when he coaches Team USA. Yes. Even though 
the uh, the first effort at FIBA was not so successful this last, uh, what was that, two Nick's years Fury's ago? Fury's first couple of escapades <laughs> didn't go as planned. He did lose an eye. He did lose an eye. <laughs> uh, but yeah, dude, this makes a tough, I, I love this because Popovich, he's the guy who just, he doesn't, he doesn't give a shit what you think. He really doesn't. Zero fucks given. Zero fucks given, but, uh, but he is He's always going to be your ally. You can always trust him. You know that he he's always three steps ahead of the guy that he's standing next to. He has all of the intel, and he's been around forever. Like, Popovich is Nick Fury, in my opinion. Like, they just, like, they're, like, the exact same person. I mean... They, they look so similar. <laughs> what, what do you think would happen if they threw Samuel L. Jackson and Greg Popovich into a room? <laughs> Nothing would get done. <laughs> They'd be sitting around drinking some nice wine, talking about... All the old days, I think, but uh, <laughs> because there's not a lot of fury in the in the Avengers left these days. Yeah, no, there's not, and um, it's definitely uh, they definitely just match up so like eerily well. Oh yeah, like it's it's definitely like their their qualities, and then the, the way they go about like coaching, and I put air quotes around coaching because you know Nick Fury doesn't necessarily coach, but he's the puppet master. Yeah, and both of them are just a one perfect level pup, puppet masters yeah they are the puppet masters they are the coaches they are the leaders they are the guys that may not be inside of the fight every single time but they are organizing the troops and yeah. so yeah i love that one too that, that that's a great i mean that's nick, a great call nick fury saves the world and greg popovich makes the playoffs all the time so not oh, yeah. the same but kind of the same <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Who's our next guy? All right. So we're moving down the list here. Um, next, we have Black Widow. And this one's, a, I, I would say, not a stretch, but it's definitely going to take a little bit of explanation. But I have Devin Booker here as our Black Widow. And you were the one that actually came up with this one. So what was the uh, what was the tie? So and uh, hear me out. Before you go like, what? What? Why? Hear me out. So people com- like compare a lot of Devin Booker's game to one Kobe Bryant. Offensively, they have very similar games. They have very similar attacking styles. They have very similar killer instincts on the offensive end. I won't say Devin Booker is a great defender, but on the offensive end, that is that is you know his comp. A and lot Booker of the time. has idolized and trained with Kobe a lot throughout like his early career. Like Kobe was one of his big mentors, and so you know he was always with them. Yeah, and so Kobe's nickname was Black Mamba. So naturally. Devin Booker will be Black Widow. Yeah, dude. Uh, I can see him being the Black Widow for no other reason than, look, Devin Booker's a beautiful man, all right? He is a beautiful man. He's dating Kendall Kardashian or whatever her name, Kendall Jenner right now. Um, and also, he the way he plays the game is so smooth and yeah. it's so fluid. And when you watch the Marvel movies, like, the Black Widow, the way that she fights, the way that she, like, attacks other guys is... So, like so fluid like she moves from like 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 fighting one guy right into the next move into the next guy and like fights like those like tight spaces those tight hallways all the time and she's been around like she's been around marvel for a long time as long as just about anybody and so i see the similarities in like how she fights with how devin booker kind of plays a game where it's so smooth yeah it, it effortless is the yes, word i would use effortless. where it's like super like he scores with ease he never looks like he's trying doesn't break a sweat and like you know, uh, Scarlett Johansson is the the actress that mm-hmm. plays B- Black Widow, and it never looks like she breaks a sweat when she's like, you know, taking out a million bad yeah, guys, being like being a badass bitch. Just yeah. 
I I thought that that was actually that was a good comp. The black the black mamba turns into the black widow. Yeah, uh, which is you know a bit of a stretch, but we're rolling with it. <laughs> um, all right, so moving on to the next character, we have Thor, and so Thor is a god, right? Thor is a god amongst men. He is very powerful. Who in the NBA is kind of like a god? The Greek god. Giannis Antetokounmpo, built <laughs> like a Greek god. For real. And the 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 comparison that I like, too, is that it felt like Giannis just like came out of nowhere. You know, he got drafted late lottery, and it was like, oh, this is like a long, skinny kid from Greece. I wonder if he could make it in the NBA. And then a few years later, it's like, oh, boy. This is a problem we have here. It's like, same thing with Thor. It's like, Thor just came out of nowhere. And he was just like a normal guy walking the streets for a second. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, this guy's an, this guy's a problem. I hope that he's on our team. Oh, dear. Yeah. So, like, Thor's like from, like, he's like one of the first aliens to, like, kind of, like, really get recognized inside of the Marvel Universe. And he is arguably the strongest, most powerful of all of the Avengers and just like his pure, like raw strength. He is a God. Yeah. He's a God. Like, like he's straight up a God. Yeah. He, <laughs> he is straight up a God comes from Asgard. And I think that Giannis is the same way. He is our Greek God. You know, he's the Greek freak. And when you just look at him, like he is just built like a freaking superhero. He should go take a role in the Avengers after he retires. Cause he looks like he should be out there with the superheroes. Yeah. I mean, if, if, Aliens came to fight and we threw Giannis out there to defend us. I'm not feeling terrible. <laughs> I'm not feeling great, but I'm not feeling terrible of the people that we're going to throw out to defend us. Give me Giannis. <laughs> Give me Giannis, man. Give me the seven foot, 250 pound guy that's faster than everybody out there. <laughs> and both of them, you know, Thor wields a hammer and Giannis can dunk with the hammer. <laughs> oh, he brings the hammer down all the time. Yeah. Uh, always bringing that extra little bit of lightning. Giannis is absolutely he's our he's our Greek god from another world that just dropped into the NBA and shook everything up. He is definitely our Thor. Yeah, definitely. I that one might be one of my like most perfect like combinations yes. that we've had yeah. so far. No, I would totally um, agree. Lastly, with our old Avengers, we have the villain yet not villain, kind of a villain, Yo- Loki. Kind of a good guy. Kind of a good guy. Kind, kind of a, bad, of a guy. bad guy. Kind of funny, you know, like kind of fun to like have in the movies, kind of your comedic relief, but also you don't know if you can trust them and you're just like, eh, something always feels a little fishy and off. It's like, we were thinking about, it's like, who is that guy? Who is the Loki of the NBA? And then once you said it, it just totally clicked. Yeah. And so who better to be Loki than one Kyrie Irving? Oh, he is Loki. So like he... He is so much fun to watch play basketball, right? Straight wizardry. Like he is out there like his ball handling is amazing. It's like he's it's like he's playing in the and one street tour but brought it to the NBA and just doing this to professional athletes. Yeah, he's not, <laughs> he's not doing this to Kevin from down the street. He's doing this to like guys who dedicated their lives, the best athletes in the world, dedicated their lives to craft and they still making them look like Kevin from down the street. Absolutely. And so, but as fun as he is to to watch and as you know you you do want you gravitate towards him when you watch him play basketball you never know if you can really trust him or not you never know every time he goes into a locker room there's just something not completely right in the locker room he's not necessarily a team player you know and he's not necessarily like he hates the media and so like he you know doesn't you know put out his best you know like 
face for fans. And mm-hmm. so you're, you're always just sitting there like, eh, something's a little off. Yeah. Do I actually, I was looking at a video last night where Kyrie was with the Celtics and he was talking, I was like, Oh, I cannot wait to resign with you guys next year. Like, I just can't wait. And then obviously we know the history, but that's just like Loki. He's, you know, kind of two faced. Like you, like you can't take him at the face value. You got, there's always something else going on in the background with that guy. Yeah. There's always just, there's always like a smoke screen, yes. you know, and you never, you never know what one hand is doing when you, you know, he's the sleight of hand, you know, yeah. magician out there and on the court, Kyrie's the sleight of hand magician, but also off the court, he's also a sleight of hand magician. That's just how he lives his life. The dude, the dude is absolutely a low key because he he's been adored by fans. He has a huge cult following by fans, just like Loki has a huge cult fa- cult following. He's been the good guy on several narratives, but he's also been the bad guy on most narratives and he's turning into kind of the bad guy. And so he's living that Loki life where it's like, what are you? <laughs> we'll, we'll have to uh, revisit this after the Loki uh, series comes out on Disney plus and see if Kyrie oh, can't wait for that. Kyrie still is Loki after, after the Disney plus uh, series comes out or if they change Loki's character arc a little bit. Oh yeah. Dude, I cannot wait to watch that Loki series, by the way. It's the, it's the next thing that's coming out for Marvel, and if you guys are at all into Marvel, you should go and watch it, because this one, I think, is probably going to be the best of the series that have come out so far. Yeah. I have very high expectations for it. But, like, it is a big year for Marvel, you know? Oh, huge year for Marvel. Because we were doing the math earlier, and it, it might have changed a little bit, but there was almost a new Marvel piece of content coming out every week for, like, the whole year. Yeah, so... Because obviously last year was last year. It was COVID hit. Everything got pushed back. They had several projects like Captain uh, Cap or uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, like WandaVision, like um, the Scarlet uh, or not Scarlet Witch, the uh, Black Widow movie. All those were supposed to come out last year in 2020. They all got pushed forward or they all got pushed back. So now this year. Literally every single week, it got changed a little bit because they moved the date of the Black Widow movie into June, June or July or something like that because they want people to go into theaters to go watch it. But they had a piece of content every single week, whether it was a new episode from the Disney Plus, whether it was a, oh, the making of thing. Like I just watched the making of the Falcon and Winter Soldier a couple days ago, and it's amazing all the stuff they had to go through with all the COVID stuff. Um, but yeah, all year they're coming out with something new every single week. And there's just so much content is like, oh, I, got, I don't even know how I'm going to keep up with it <laughs> for no- Marvel nerds like us. That is a dream come true. Oh, it really is. There's so much there's so many good characters. There's so much just fun to be had. So I'm very excited about what Marvel's doing right now. Yeah. So like I said earlier, that that exhausts our old phase one Avengers and their comparisons. Let's revisit this whiskey a little bit before we get into phase two. All right. So the Blackland bourbon whiskey. So the Blackland is is in honor of a certain eco region that is between the Red River and the Black Plains that are north of San Antonio. So I guess that has like a really dark, rich soil around there. That's where they get a lot of their wheat and stuff like that. So that's why they call it the Blackland. Uh, what is your take so far? It's smooth. It's um, the color is much lighter once you put it in the glass than it is in the bottle. Like it's much, like significantly lighter, which is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just like it was kind of like shocking. I poured it in the glass. I was like, "Is this the same stuff?" Like, yeah. So when in the bottle, the bottle is also it's. I'd say it's not super 
um, unique. It's not setting any trends, but it definitely has its own vibe to it. And I want to say that it's almost like a coloration distorter because it looks like it's got like grooves like in a it. yeah it's got nice grooves in it but the color of the whiskey is like a nice copper color to it yeah where it's it's not very light it's, it looks more on the darker side and then yeah like right when you pour it into the glass all of a sudden it, it looks like a very light bright whiskey yeah and it, it the, the flavor is is very good it's very smooth it, it doesn't have a ton of spice to it so it's definitely a beginner's whiskey like it's mm-hmm. not it's not super um harsh or anything that's going to you know burn your tongue or anything like that but it's definitely got some flavor to it it's got a lot of vanilla i'm getting a lot of vanilla yeah i think so it's it's that it's that weird in between where a lot of the whiskeys that we say are like beginner whiskeys typically have a whole ton of sugar in it and it's like you're drinking a very sugar like the tennessee honey has a whole ton or the uh the screwball with the peanut butter is like a whole ton of like flavor and sugar on it i don't get a lot of necessarily like sugar in this but it is very very smooth it's very easy to drink it i do think it's kind of like a good one for beginners to try because you're drinking it and it, it just it naturally goes down easy it's not like the harsh burn that we get on a lot of these different whiskeys we've tried yeah you could definitely drink this neat or with one ice cube or you know two even but like it doesn't need a lot of watering down or anything like that in order to really get the flavors out of it i kind of think this would be a good one with the whiskey rocks you know yeah, what I mean? like the whiskey rock put those in there because I don't think you really need to dilute this much at all to like because I almost think that that would take a little bit too much of the flavor out. Like I think that like just the whiskey by itself and cool it down like that'd be really good for this. Very much a good drinking whiskey. Yeah, it, um, good by itself. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say that it. I don't want to say delicate's the right word for the flavor, but it seems like easily overpowered. Like the, it's not bland, but there's also like it's not like bursting with flavor. I would, yeah, I don't know if I'd use it as like a mixer with Coke. No, because you'll just. Or anything like that, yeah. because then you're just going to taste like you're just drinking Coke, and it's like mm-hmm. maybe just like a generic whiskey, and you're not really getting all the flavors that you can get out of this Blackland bourbon whiskey. It is new. They might be tweaking with their flavors and stuff going forward because yeah. it is so brand new. But it's cool to be trying something out that's uh, right here in our backyard and supporting the local businesses here in Fort Worth. Yeah, it's all, it's so cool that they started in 2019 and already and then went through 2020 and still have bottles on the shelves and already be surviving. You know, have so many different alcohol types out there. So shout out to Blackland. Yes, thank you very much, Blackland. We uh, were supporters of the bourbon whiskey you got here. Maybe we'll try out some gin and vodka at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Let's uh let's jump into phase two because I'm it. I'm excited for phase two here. Right? We've got a couple of uh really good matches. We've here already knocked opinion. out our OG Avengers. Yeah, so now we're into the new ones. Um, some of the uh, up and coming characters. Some guys are going to get their own movies. Some are not, but they're definitely just going to be big players in the Marvel universe going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and none bigger than the new Captain America. He used to be Falcon. Now he's Captain America after the. Uh, you know, the Captain American Winter Soldier TV show that came out. And so um, I don't remember what the character's name is. I know it's Falcon. So, so it's, well, Anthony Mackie is, is the, the actor, actor. But what's the is, name of the, the ca- name of the character is Sam Wilson. Sam Wilson. Thank you. That's his name. But he is the new Captain America. And so in picking this player, we we're trying to think of a player that is going to inherit the league. A, a guy that is young, but an up and coming superstar that's going to inherit, you know, be one of the faces of the NBA and we thought the perfect match was Jason Tatum yeah I I couldn't agree more so Jason Tatum there's a few categories that come with Captain America and specifically this new Captain America A is that we want to be young we want to be a guy that's inheriting the stardom of the league 
B, I wanted a guy that has already seen some success. I mean, Jason Tatum has been to the conference finals, I think, two or three times already in his young career. The man's only 23 years old. He just dropped 60 points the other night. He's got big time, like, boom power on him. And so there's a lot, like, there's a lot of different things. And also, he's already shown great qualities of being a leader. He's facing adversity this year with the Celtics. It's going to be interesting to see what does this Celtics team look like going forward. How is he going to develop himself as the leader? Because they already got a lot of great players on that team. You know, they got Kemba, they got Jason or Jalen Brown, they got a lot of good players. How is he going to galvanize the, te- the troops? How is he going to be the leader? And it's gonna, just like the new Captain America, how is he going to step into the limelight of being the guy? Yeah, I mean, Jason Tatum is the perfect guy to pick up the shield, so to say, for the NBA and be the face of the NBA. He's had some success, like you said. He is honestly in one of the meccas of basketball in the NBA, being in Boston, which helps, which Mm -hmm. helped make our decision, you know, because you have to be like big market, you know, marquee, you know, um, franchise in the NBA. And so he's, he's going to be the face and it's, we thought it was a perfect match to be the new Captain America. Absolutely. And I think that he's going to do it in his own individual way. We've had a lot of guys that have carried the mantle of best players in the NBA or MVPs in the NBA or all-stars or whatever it is. But it he is he is taking up the mantle and he is going to do it his own way. I mean, I, I personally just watched him play against the Blazers a couple nights ago and I watched his 60-point game. He is just on another level right now. He is taking his game up to a whole nother level right when the Celtics need it, honestly, yeah, here a, down the stretch. A three-level scorer, a very underrated and like versatile defender, a good ball handler. There's not there's not a, really a, any glaring holes in his game. It's just, you know, time to – he needs time to just keep getting better. You know, mm-hmm. there, there, he's not bad at anything, but he and he's good at a lot of things, but he, he will be elite – in everything in given time. Absolutely. And not to be overlooked, a family man. He's got a kid and his kid, like at the end of his 60 point game ran out onto the court and he was doing the interview with his kid in his arms and stuff like that. The entire movie with, uh, with Falcon, he spent a large portion of his movie with his sister and with his, like his, uh, nephews and stuff. So family is a big thing for him. So Jason Tatum, welcome to being the new captain America. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Moving on to, um, Another fun character, another new character, but he also bled into phase one that is Spider-Man. He was kind of a bridge guy between the two phases. And Mm -hmm. um, he, uh, this guy, it's in his name. It's in his name. It is the nickname. It's Spider. It's Donovan Mitchell. Yep. Spider, Donovan Mitchell is Spider-Man. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm all for this. I mean, you could toss out other guys' names if you want, but... I mean, Donovan Mitchell is Spider-Man. Like, he literally is Spider. I don't even know why he goes by the nickname Spider. But, it makes no sense to me. But he is Spider-Man now. <laughs> the guy's nickname is Spider, so we had to go with him as Spider-Man. It was just simple as that. And he's a he's a young guy. Um, it feels like he can do, like, a little bit of everything on the offensive side. It, he plays a lot bigger than what he is, too. People forget that I, every single time I see this, I, it, like, blows my mind, and I kind of forget... Donovan Mitchell's only six foot one. He's shorter than Mike Conley is, but it looks like he plays like a shooting guard or small forward, just like Spider-Man is just kind of like a scrawny little kid, but he's out there and he's the one of the strongest people out there, and it's very unassuming. Yeah, and, he, and Spider-Man's kind of like a, a 
smaller character, especially in in like the bigger movies, Infinity War, Endgame. He was kind of you know a, a supplemental character, and Donovan Mitchell is the best player on his team, just like Spider Man's the best defender of the city. You know your neighborhood mm-hmm. Spider Man, but he plays on like a smaller franchise in Utah. So that I thought that was another good correlation to where like he's the big fish in a small pond in both scenarios. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. I think that that's that's also a great comparison. So I think that I think that the uh, Donovan Mitchell being Spider Man is just a very natural fit for Mister Spider himself. Yes, absolutely. Moving down the list here, we've got Doctor Strange. Ooh. You know, we're we're looking for someone who's like a wizard, a magician, someone with a lot of magic, some might say. And the NBA has kind of begun coining this term of Luca magic. Luca magic. I think that it makes a lot of sense. It's it's Doctor Strange, it's it's the like Luca has a lot of kind of mystery with him too. And I watch I watch a good amount of Mavericks games being here in Dallas. And I watch Luca play and it's like, obviously he's really good. Obviously he has the ball in his hands a lot of time. And then at the end of the game, the box score is like 35 points and 20 assists and 10 rebounds. I'm like, what? Where did that come from? It's like, that does not make sense at all. He like he is a wizard. And all these like crazy passes, like behind the head passes that he's been tossing out this year, like he is a magician out there. Yeah, he he definitely makes the game easy and he's got a lot of fire in him. Like he's one tech away from being, you know, suspended. Mm-hmm. already and you know Doctor Strange has a lot of like grit and grind and fire to him especially um in the later movies where he's like you know defending the time stone and stuff he's like very you know like grindy and like you know almost angry and yes. Luca can get like has been angry this year we've seen a, a a side of Luca that's just pissed off most of the time so I think that is a comparison and then just obviously the magician within Luca the wizardry of Doctor Strange the ability to like bend passes around you know multiple it's almost like he threw the ball and the ball just like 180 directions <laughs> pinballed around everybody and found the wide open guy he's using his wizardry to play basketball yeah <laughs> and dr strange is going to be a huge part of the marvel universe in this coming next coming phases and i, I think that we can all agree that luca is going to be an absolutely massive part of the nba going forward I think, you know, it, to me, it makes a lot of sense. Doctor Strange is nothing more than just a doctor who happened to start picking up magic. And Luca is nothing more than just a Slovenian kid that picked up a basketball and they just turned it into magic. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we've got we're going to not take a break here, but we're going to go down a little bit of a rabbit hole because we have not talked about any of the Guardians of the Galaxy yet. And, and they as, deserve their due. And as anybody in the Marvel Universe and Marvel Universe knows, the Guardians of the Galaxy are are the comedic relief of Marvel. Absolutely. They are hilarious. They are funny. They are some of the most popular movies in the, you know, franchise. It's certainly my favorite mm. was Guardians of the Galaxy 2. But uh so we thought we'd have a little fun with the Guardians of the Galaxy and make some like fun comparisons, a little bit funny. So the first one we have is Groot. Oh yeah. I am Groot. <laughs> and you know who Groot is? Boban Marjanovic. Oh, we nailed that. <laughs> Dude, that was Boban. take one, by the way, guys. <laughs> Boban, just a just a big old oaf, just the the funniest guy out there. You kind of don't know what he's saying ever, but you do kind of know what he's saying. And he's just the most lovable person on the like in the, maybe in the entire NBA. And Groot has become one of the most lovable characters in all of the Marvel universe. Yeah, you you see uh, the following that Boban has, and it's like a cult following. And then you look at the cult following that Groot has, and it's just like. You know, very similar to where it's just people like 
love them. They don't know why. <laughs> they don't really know for what reason or like what, how they even learned about these characters. But all of a sudden they're like, you know what? That guy, he's my guy and I'm riding or dying with him. That's dude. That's exactly how I feel about Boba, and that's how I felt about Groot too. The Guardians of the Galaxy really like came out of nowhere when they announced that they were making a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Everyone was like, "Well, is this even like going to be tied into the same franchise as all this Avengers stuff?" And then they came out with the first movie, and it was amazing. Everyone loved it. They are the totally like the com- like you know, yeah, the the comedy. Like they're they're there to like. They got the best soundtrack. They got some of the best laughs. They got some like really, really random ass characters that just turn into people that you fall in love with. Yeah. Groot being a walking, talking tree, but don't (laughs) hold on. He's not a talking tree because all he says is I am Groot. So you really don't know what he's saying the entire time, but that's kind of like, you know, he's funny. He's adorable. And that's kind of like Bobon in a weird twisted way. Like, you know, uh, during the playoffs in the bubble on TNT, he was interviewing, we know with Shaq and mm. Chuck and Kenny on uh, the TNT post game show after a Mavericks win, after he played really well and they were interviewing him and, you know, Shaq's yelling, you rang yeah. the whole time. And <laughs> Boban's making a big heart with his, with arms. his arms. Like oh, he's dude, doing like he's the a, big, he's just a big, ass that's guy. a, uh, that's a thing by the way. Now at the AT&T stadium during Mavs games, they have Boban heart cam and oh. all the fans will do like the Boban heart. So. I went, so I went to the Mavericks jazz game a couple weeks ago. I saw that when they were doing that and I was like, it's kind of hard to do actually. You gotta have some, <laughs> some big old art, like some long arms to be able to like actually make the heart with it. Yeah. So Boban yes. is definitely, uh, a, 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 and we didn't talk about this, but Boban is tall enough to be a tree. So yes. that, that's also that also thing. correlates. Now, the only thing that might be a stretch is we've only seen baby Groot and teenage Groot. So I'm hoping in the next Guardians of the Galaxy, we might see full grown Groot. We, I guess Again, we saw we full grown in the first one. The first one but, yeah. but then he sacrificed himself. Yes. And he said, we are Groot <laughs> because he's growing as a person, just like Bobon. Love you, Bobon. <laughs> All right. Continuing on the theme of Guardians of the Galaxy, we've got... I think maybe my favorite pairing of the whole entire list. Um, And that is we're doing a double pairing. This is a duo. This is a double pairing. And so we're going with Rocket, who is the... uh, Rocket Raccoon. The Raccoon, but if you're Thor, it's Rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Rabbit. And Star-Lord, who is played by... Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. So honestly, the main character of Guardians of the Galaxy, Star-Lord, and then his sidekick, for the most part, Rocket. Yes. And... Even though these two players don't play on the same team anymore, back when they were on the same team, they were the comedic relief of the NBA. Yes. They loved to hate on each other, and they loved each other because they hated on each other. And that is one Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan. Back when they on the Raptors together, it was comedic gold. It really was. Those, I mean, those two guys, it was very famous and popular as to like how those guys were pretty much brothers with each other and they were best friends but anytime they're in front of cameras and stuff they're just always roasting each other and it was awesome and it's hilarious because it's like that's like you know that's what we do with our best friends it's like we we sit around and like we roast each other because that's what best guy best friends do and you could just really see the genuine love that the two of them had for each other all the time but they're always super funny around each other i think that it's just like it's awesome that those two had that connection, but also it works well because they were separated. Just like uh, at the end of Infinity War, Chris Pratt 
Star Lord gets dusted, and a raccoon is sitting there, and he they're separated. He didn't know what to do without his buddy again. Yeah, who's he gonna roast? Who's he gonna roast? Who's he gonna fight with in a intense battle scene? One of my favorite scenes in the whole movie of Guardians of the Galaxy Two, and honestly, one of my favorite scenes of the whole Marvel universe is in Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Uh, Star Lord and all the guys are like fighting while Rocket is trying to get Baby Groot to like go down into like some hole and like cut some wires <laughs> and he's like does anyone have tape I need to label the buttons and those scissors and does anyone and they're like in, in the middle of fighting people Star Wars like I, why would I have scissors yeah like of course I have tape on me like I'm in the middle of a fight in the middle of the like space and he's flying around he's like Nebula do you have tape no <laughs> hey, Gamora do you have any tape no he's like no one has tape Rocket <laughs> and and that's kind of like how it is it could be the game 7 of the NBA finals and the Raptors are in it and still DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry would find a reason to bicker and to like just have this old married couple bickering vibe also a very successful duo oh yes very successful yeah it, we should probably it, talk about that made it to the conference finals um they were the best team in the East if LeBron James didn't be in the East. Be a thing. Yeah. If LeBron James was not a thing, the Raptors would have made it probably to at least a couple, if not three, like like NBA finals. They were a very good, successful basketball team when they were together. They just ran into the wrong guy. Yeah. And they just had no answer for the LeBron James effect. Yeah. There is nothing that they could do about it. And then, you know, they split up. Good for the Raptors. They finally got their championship by bringing in uh, – Kawhi and everything but the duo of DeRozan and Lowry is one that people should definitely remember as, as the years go on yeah absolutely moving on to arguably the most powerful being eh, up there she's up there Captain Marvel she's mm-hmm. the most powerful being on the Avengers team for sure yes she kicks ass and takes names um, but she also is like just a straight badass like she can do almost anything that she can do things that no one else can. I mean, yeah, you saw it in Endgame when she... It, I think that they specifically keep Captain Marvel out of a lot of their battle scenes. Because, because she's she, so powerful. She's straight up a cheat code. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's straight up a cheat code. She she is probably, like... like We've said this for a couple people, how they're like super strong and like raw strength, like Hulk raw strength and like Thor raw strength. But Captain Marvel might actually be the strongest of all of the Avengers, of all the good guys. She is actually like one of the strongest. So who do you think is that person? And so you but you before I get to that, you hit the nail on the head by saying they keep her out of a lot of the fight scenes because, you know, she is a cheat code. And if you've ever played 2K, there's one just ultimate cheat code, and that is Steph Curry. Absolutely. Steph Curry <laughs> is a cheat code. He can do things that no one else can. Dude, we we've seen it this year. Um it's unfortunate that like their bench is as horrible as their bench is, and so they haven't had very much success this year, and Clay's been hurt and whatnot. But it's given us a chance to see the unlocked Steph Curry, the unleashed, like the, you know what, we got nothing else to lose. Steph, just go and do exactly what you want and go and have some fun. Um, and he has been amazing this year. This terror that he's on is crazy. Yeah, absolutely. It is just next-level stuff. Like, it is so fun to watch. He's shooting from so deep and he's shooting so many like crazy pull-ups and he's shooting so many like contested threes over three four people and he can get in the paint and do so many cool things and like he can do things that no one else can and that is why i think captain marvel is his perfect compliment yeah no i i totally agree i mean we could sit here and just rave about steph curry all day but captain marvel makes a ton of sense being 
being a little unassuming. You know, you see Captain Marvel, just the individual, and you're like, oh, I'm sure you're cool and all. And then you see what she can do. You're like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> and then next thing you know, the whole fight scene's like taken care of because Captain Marvel's that freaking good. Yes, absolutely. All right. We've got one more. Last one. Last character. The character of the entire... Phase two. First, yeah, the entire like first uh, storyline yeah. of the Avengers. The baddie. The bad guy of all bad guys. He is inevitable. He is inevitable. That's Thanos. Yep. And there is one player in the NBA that is inevitable. He will inevitably make it to the championship every year. Every he's year. Just, it's like if he's in the NBA, he's going to the finals. And I think we all know who this is. LeBron James. One LeBron James. LeBron, so I I really wanted LeBron to be, because LeBron could be a lot of different things in the Marvel Universe because he's he's been a good guy. He's been a bad guy. He's lived a lot of different narratives in his course of being in the NBA. He played mm-hmm. with several different teams. Like, he's had struggles. He's had successes. But ultimately, he is inevitable. And that's like the whole Thanos thing is it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how many timelines you go to. I don't care. I will get the stones and I will erase half of all of life. And if LeBron wanted to do that, I just kind of feel like, you know, it's probably going to happen. LeBron can do whatever he wants because he is inevitable. He is, you know, eventually, like I said, he will make it to the NBA finals. Mm -hmm. Eventually he will win a championship. Like it doesn't matter who he's up against down three, one against Arguably the greatest team ever assembled. Eh. Let me let me get my stones, snap my fingers, and we're gonna be all good. I'm still gonna try it out. It really does like it kind of felt like when he was playing those Warriors teams that it's like it's Thanos versus the Avengers sort of thing. It's yeah. like you got a bunch of really good guys that are fighting you. It's like, but I'm just I'm still gonna go out there and put 36, 15, and 10 on your head. Yeah, there's that one um series, it was one that he lost. But it was the one when Kevin Love and Kyrie were both out hurt, like, the whole finals. And there was a game. I can't remember what game it was. But it was, he ended up, like, scoring and or assisting on, like, 89 of, like, their 106 points or something. Like, there was, like, less than 20 points that he didn't account for for the whole game. Yeah, I mean, I think that we all can just agree that LeBron is one of the greatest physical specimens athletes that will ever watch play basketball in general or in sports or in sports in general. He is absolutely dominant. He I mean, he was the Eastern conference for like 15 years. Decade. Yeah. And he, he's, um, he's amazing. He's Thanos, you know, whether you like him or not, he's a great leader. You understand where he's coming from. Like when LeBron did the decision to go to Miami, everyone didn't like it. There's a lot of people that fought against They're like, no, this isn't how the NBA should work. But you understood it. Like you get, it's like, yeah, you're going over there because you got a job to do. And the job is to win the championship. And that's what the goal, ultimate goal is. Like with Thanos is like, you may not like it, but his whole goal was his planet of Titan was destroyed because they only, only had so many resources for so many people. And ultimately everyone on that planet was wiped out. So he's like, there's only so many resources in the universe. I need to take out half the universe so then we can live in peace. And so you understand on paper, you get what his goal makes sense. He's like, he's in his head. He's trying to save the universe. And so you understand it. That being said, 
you still like you still like he's still the villain. He's still the villain, and LeBron has spent a lot like a big portion of his career being the villain. I'd say like probably with the Cavs, when like his two stints with the Cavs is when he was really like a good guy, and you're kind of pulling for him. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. Miami, LeBron was definitely the biggest villain. Mm-hmm. I mean. And then he went to L.A. And every, again, another decision. Everyone understood. Yeah. Like, you know, got it. LeBron was going to end up in a big market at some point in his career. You know, a big basketball market. And L.A. is the biggest basketball market. So, yeah, it made sense. But it just, you know, if you're not a Laker fan, you're, you're left like. <laughs> <laughs> Which especially is like, you know, me hating the Lakers as much as I do. I was like, come on, LeBron, choose anyone else. Anyone. Go to the Clippers. <laughs> but uh, yes, LeBron is 100% our inevitable. He is our Thanos of the yeah. NBA. And it's a tip of the cap being like you are inevitable, but also like a little slight is like you are also the villain. Yeah, exactly. It's like you're a little bit of both. And he also he's he's got one of the biggest voices in the NBA and like Thanos had one of the biggest voices throughout the entirety of like this first storyline through the Avengers and always has his fingers and everything that's going on. That's kind of what LeBron is. So, yes, LeBron, welcome to being Thanos. That one to me is like I like that one the most, I think. Is is that I was I, I was literally going to ask you which one did you like the I best? I think that was the one I liked the most, the LeBron Thanos. There's a, I I like our list, honestly. I think because there's I mean there's a billion characters from Marvel we could we choose from. We did have from. to cut some. There's a billion NBA players that we could choose from. I think that we came up with a pretty good list. Yeah. Um that exhausts our list. Um you know, old and new, um all Marvel, all NBA, just a ton of fun to kind of like break this down and uh, let us know if you agree or disagree. I mean, we're, we, I'd love to hear, you know, some other people's uh, comparisons. I think that would be super interesting. Yeah. You guys tell us if you think that we totally were off base on someone, or if you think that there should have been someone else that there was, that was a different character or whatever, or should have been a different player. Let us know. We love hearing feedback from you guys. Yeah. And if we left a Marvel character off the list, we had to cut some just cause for sheer time reasons. And yeah. so like, if we're we already left, over time. Yeah, we're always <laughs> over time. But if we left one off the list and you have a good comparison, let us know and we'll we'll post it on our social and so we can uh we'll let you, you can let us know who we forgot or left off the list or had to cut due to time or all that stuff. Shout out to Blackland for being with us today and uh being a solid bourbon whiskey. Yeah, absolutely. It was fun having you here for our Marvel NBA themed podcast. I don't know if we're going to get the Marvel music because it might cost. I don't know how the, that works, but we're going to try to end it on Marvel music. You might not. be hearing it right now. You might not. <laughs> Anyways, cheers. <laughs> cheers, guys.